I just want to do a quick shout out to, uh, I guess, our, our partners. They're not really sponsors, whatever you want to call uh, Gecko's Media, our pimps in the podcasting business. I like that. Yep. I'm your pimp. Yeah. Yeah. That's going in the app Gecko's forever. Media represent. <laughs> so Gecko's Media is pretty cool. You should definitely check them out if you are interested in making podcasts. That's it, Tim Gecko's Media. We make podcasts. <laughs> uh, no, we are a collection of, of different startup podcasts that are all starting off together. It's an awesome community of, of new podcasters coming together and helping each other out. And they are all joined together at geckosmedia.com where you can get the complete collection of all the podcasts on the network. And soon you're going to see Hammer of the Gods on there too. Pretty exciting. For sure. So if you uh, are a current podcaster, want to get into podcasting, whatever the case may be, check out Gecko's Media at geckosmedia.com, right? That's it. We try to keep it simple for them. Hello, and welcome to Hammer of the Gods. I'm Kay, and normally I play Athis in the main campaign. But today I'll be the Dungeon Master as we follow Anthmedeus and a group of his friends who have come to support him put on the production of Aristophanes' Play the Birds. Surely everything will go as planned. Alright, so you've been invited to attend a showing of Aristophanes' Play the Birds directed by your childhood friend Anthmedeus. And so we'll have you guys introduce each other. We'll have Anthmedeus go first. I'm Rick, normally the Dungeon Master, not the DM today, uh, and I am playing Anthmedeus. So I'm an eloquence bard satyr. Anthmedeus has like almost gazelle type horns that are fairly, uh, fairly straight sticking up out of his noggin. And he's got kind of curly reddish hair. Not like curly curly, but like almost beach waves. But he is a slender little satyr guy. Uh, yeah. That's me. So I'm Dara. I'm an Asimar barbarian. She's very mellow looking, like an average height, pale skin, super white hair. Has like random bursts of little like magic effects around her sometimes. Yeah, for fun. Looks a little unhinged. She's very, very average looking for an Asimar. So my name is Stavros Flatley, and I am a big old furbolg twilight cleric. And I have some kind of glistening, but kind of dented armor on. I got a big shiny breastplate. And uh, I wear kind of a, a signature black leather headband that holds back my bright blonde, um, think <laughs> in, in our terms, 90s boy band middle part bowl cut of hair and a matching scraggly goatee. I have a quite quite the tattoo I got in my younger years. Got a big old tattoo of Dorgas on my chest, which doesn't come out too often, but we'll see. I'm Nicholas Andino. I am a Minotaur that um, also worship the god of, goddess of luck, Taiki. My family were blacksmiths, and I have came close to death on several occasions. And thanks to Callista, I didn't die. Uh, once I was almost beaten to death by a big giant with two heads. I'm a minotaur. I'm really tall, furry. I have horns. It's like a dark brown fur. Like, you know how you look at a fox and it's got that brownish, but there's a little bit of black here and there? It's kind of like that. Oh, I'm a uh, rogue and a warlock. Hi, I'm Callista. I'm a barbarian half elf. 
I'm about 5'10", 188 pounds, so I'm pretty sure I'm a little above average. And uh, I'm kind of an asshole. Acadies is a port city coming from the northwestern port. You traverse the bustling, masterfully crafted, marbled city of Acadius. You travel south through the politically geared agora where you can overhear a local municipal meeting going on. Rather than hike up and down the stairs to the Acropolis, you continue through the Temple of Dionysus where you can see people communing with each other and eating and drinking to their heart's content. Further into the city, you continue into and through the Agora geared toward entertainment, which sits just to the east of the Golden Hare, one of the city's most notable taverns. You can see both Acadians and travelers from all across New Alexandria who have gathered to see your friend's production. Just past here, you finally arrive at the main amphitheater. The doorman is accepting tickets at the entrance. I would definitely have stopped off for a quick ale or wine of some sort, but I don't want to get too too tipsy before my friend's performance. Just just an end of travel travel ale. That was going to be my exact stop also. Just a drink before it starts. Because you don't want to be thirsty in the middle of the show. Exactly. I guess I will. I'm down for a drink. So you go into the Golden Hair, and uh, there's a bartender at the bar. There's several patrons in there. Um, they seem to be playing a like a little game of chance, which Stavros would definitely know. He's been here lots of times. They like to play Hermes' st- secret stash. And so there's a lot of people like at their own tables playing this amongst themselves. I would probably like be getting a drink and just like kind of watching over the tables a little bit just kind of like enjoying watching the surprise and devastation on people's faces when they won a round or lost a subsequent few rounds but not really getting engaged before I because I have to get there on time it's my friend's big day if it's pretty mellow in there then yeah just people watching in general Surprisingly, with my character worshipping the goddess of luck, the luck he's been having lately, <laughs> I really don't want to gamble. <laughs> I think with my con, art- con artist pass, I might be willing to see if I can make some extra coins. Okay. For this game, everybody puts in a an even amount of gold pieces and whatever is there Hermes also puts in that amount and uh, so the rules which by observing other people playing it you would be able to gather Hermes is sleeping on a stash of stolen drachmas work together to steal back the stash be careful though Hermes is a light sleeper if he wakes up one of you will feel his wrath may the gods be with you and so you take turns uh, rolling a d6 to see how many drachmas you can steal from sleepy Hermes. On a roll of three, Hermes stirs, and you can take no coins this turn. The third three that is rolled causes Hermes to wake up. He gets mad, and he's uh, you're escorted out of the game. If anybody else wants to play with you, they're welcome to. I'll play. How much is everybody putting in beforehand? How much are you putting in? Ten. 
and I will also put in 10. Are you playing with people in the bar, or are you just playing amongst yourself? Probably with people in the bar. Okay. NPC gets two coins out of the pot. So, Callista, what did you get? Two. So you get to take two coins as well. Uh, this other guy rolled a three, and so that's gonna stir the pot, like stir Hermes, and he gets to take nothing. So then it'll be back to Dara. Uh, two. Cool, you get to take another two, and then other NPC. What did, uh, what did Harry roll? Harry got a six. Okay. So he takes another six, and uh, you notice that the pot is really starting to dwindle. Um, you've probably gotten down to about half. So, Callista, you are next. I rolled a six as well. Nice. And so there's only just a few coins left at this point. Hylas gets six coins, and so you see there's only, like, let's say there's five coins left. Um, and so, but we'll be back to Dara. I got a three. Oof. So that is the second three. You get to take no coins, but you're fine this time. The next three, the person who rolls it will be out and has to give all their coins back to Hermes. It, it, it is Harry next. The four. Okay, so Harry gets four of the remaining five. There's only one coin left and it comes down to Callista. I got a three. Oh no. So you have to give all the coins you've made back to Hermes. So now there's eight drachmas back in this, and Callista is effectively out. No, one. Okay, Hylas got a five. So now six are gone after Hylas and Dara go. Then it will be back to, yeah, back to Harry. Well, Harry got a two. Okay, one coin left. Hylas is going to go. And he got a six, so he gets all the remaining. You guys get to keep whatever you have won. After that game, you guys do know you're approaching the time of the play starting. All right, let's rock and roll. Whatever that is. Okay, so uh, you show the doorman your tickets after leaving the golden hair and traversing back to the amphitheater. And you're escorted to your seats, which have been roped off for you um, as special guests of Anthemadeus. So, Anthemadeus, this morning... When you woke up, your throat hurt a little bit, and you felt that your voice was a bit hoarse. But you drank some wine, which seemed to loosen your vocal cords, so you chalked it up to having overstrained your voice with all the play preparation you've been doing, and continued about preparing as much as possible for your production. The small roar from the murmuring audience members almost instantly ceases as you take the stage and introduce your production. The stage... It's set to look like a wild and desolate region. There are only thickets and rocks and a single tree. The actors, Eulipides and Pythoteris, they are behind you. So Antimadeus just like walks out on the stage, kind of almost stealthily at first. And he tries to sort of like take cover behind the tree briefly before just like jumping out and saying, hello, welcome to the first production this generation has ever seen of Aristophanes, the birds. May the gods smile upon us today as we put on this wonderful show for you. And I, I'm incredibly thrilled to see 
some of my old friends from my youth here in the theater today. And he just kind of like points to like open-handed gestures to his friends. And then he just kind of takes a big deep bow and then saunters off. So you exit the stage and Euripides begins to speak the first lines of the play. And as this happens, without warning, out of nowhere, there are birds that fly in from above and swoop down. They squawk and madly beat their wings as their heads dart out and peck the actors. One of them seems to get away from from them. The other one is promptly turned to stone. So the performance of the play like halts right then and uh, the crowd goes into a frenzy. Okay, I mean, Osmodeus immediately is out there and just like pounds futilely on uh, Euripides' chest and says, you always do this, you always freeze up on me like this. <laughs> no, I ain't touching that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> so I'd like to get kind of close to him and then use magic awareness to see if there's um, any spell or magic item within 60 feet that could be causing it. So nothing seems to light up. It seems like he might have been turned to stone from the uh, scratches and pecks from the bird specifically. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Can I knock on the statue and see if it seems like it's like solid stone? It, it does seem like solid stone. That's all she's got. Just go back to her seat. I would also run up, run onto the stage as well, because I feel like there's strength in numbers, and I'm kind of anxious with all the uh, chaos around me. And I would uh, honestly probably grab my maul in case I need to fight. I would clearly uh, look at Omphandeus's reaction and probably be able to see that this is not supposed to happen. My attention would be toward the birds. As soon as the performance of the play halts, the birds seem to fly off. If anyone would like to make a like an insight check or a perception on the birds? Yes. I got a five. Whoa. They're birds? <laughs> Pretty birds. No, they're ugly, horrible birds. Don't say that. I rolled a five. They're pretty birds. Okay, uh, I got a dirty 20. Stavros got, um, I rolled a 19, hefty plus, so that's a 27. You very smart. (laughs) I rolled a 15. You would definitely know, Callista, and the other two of you, that, uh, the birds that turned Eulipides into stone... They seem to be like cockatrices. However, you guys that got over 20, you guys see uh, one bird that looks different from the others. And you believe that this might be a rogue Stymphalian bird. It's a big mechanical bird. They have beaks made of bronze and sharpened metallic feathers. Anthmodeus just kind of is yelling about these birds, um, straining his voice. He's like, Really wish that Hercules had just killed all of those damn Stymphalian birds, rid us of their troubles. But alas, he did not. I have no understanding of these types of birds that you're speaking of. Can you explain to me the importance of what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So a cockatrice is a bird that 
um, its its scratches and bites will turn someone to stone. And the Stymphalian birds are birds straight out of Greek mythology. They were, I want to say, Ares had them created. And I'm only aware of the cockatrice. Yes. Okay. So with our insight on this, these birds, I assume like at least some of us being from here, at least familiar with this region, we would know like, hey, this is not like a normal bird that I'm just going to see. This is kind of like, I'm seeing this for a reason. This is super out of place. I have cause to investigate further. Like, this is weird. It's not some trick they're putting on, clearly. Yeah, these are invasive birds. Okay. They're problematic. They do seem like they might be, uh, I have loyalty to someone, but you can't distinguish who just from an insight check. Can I try to distinguish who using animal handling? They have flown off. Okay, then. But in theory, if you could catch one. Oh, what do I need to catch one? Athletics? Can I shoot it? I don't have a net. Yeah, like you would still have line of sight at this point, but they definitely wouldn't be like within 60 feet, but they might be within 200. Bird fly fast. <laughs> Bird fly fast. Does anybody have like a stunning spell or something that can get one to come down here? I might have a better plan. Do it. Omsendeos, can you go ahead with the play for a moment? I want to test a theory and I kind of ready my my weapons. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose I do know all of the lines, uh, but I, I'm not warmed up and he starts just going through like vocal warm-ups real quick. I'm going to return to my seat. Well, I actually realized this is the only rogue character I ever played that didn't have a bow, so I thought about hitting one of the birds with a bow, realized I don't have one, and I thought about Eldritch Blast and I don't want to blow the building up, so I think I'm just going to sit down. Uh, it is an open area. Uh, Greek amphitheaters are, are not enclosed. There's no roof. Mm, do I know if I use Eldritch Blast on, to try to knock one of the birds down if I will actually kill it or completely obliterate it? Because that's not what I'm trying to do. So it might be a little bit out of your range. But if you move, potentially... You could kill one and then we could see if somebody gets upset about it. Because then that's probably who's in charge of the birds. So with a speed of twenty or a speed of thirty, could I run close enough to actually be able to hit one? The math doesn't add up, but I'll let it happen. I'm gonna run towards the bird and use uh, Eldritch Blast. Okay. Uh, which one are you attacking? Are you attacking the Stymphalian bird or the cockatrices? Because there was one Stymphalian bird that was metal, and then the others are cockatrices, which are fleshy. So I guess I'm gonna go after the. Is she one? Uh, I rolled a 10. You do not hit this bird. You're like three feet off. Worth a shot. I mean, Antwendeos is still doing his vocal warm-ups. He takes acting very, very seriously. What's the nature of these warm-ups? Fantastic question. I'm glad you asked. It is a great secret. He actually goes behind, like, to the backstage to do them. You can kind of hear him, but like you can't hear specifically. He's very, very protective of his vocal technique. So because my bear told him, or just my 
class. I guess that's what it is. I have beast, beast sense, which means I can technically try to touch the animal and communicate with it. But if I touch it, will I turn to stone? Uh, not if you touch it, but if it if it scratches you with its claw or pecks at you, like bites you, then you're in trouble. So technically, I guess if it is bound and gagged and you touch it, you're fine. But it, I think it technically has to be a willing. Oh, you might be in trouble there. Oh, it did fly away. It do be flying. Never mind. So these birds are flying off. Aunt Medeos is warming up. Are you one man showing it? Well, wait, what happened to the other? Because there were two performers, right? Yes. However, there's a good chance he is now unwilling to perform again after seeing his colleague get turned to stone. Fair. You could try, but it would be difficult. Right. Where is everybody positioned at this point in time? Because I sat down. Nicholas sat down. Severus would be probably like to the not quite sitting down, but like maybe standing on the the steps to the side of the stage, just down after he mentioned that he had a theory and wanted to restart the play. While Antoneos is doing his vocal warm-ups, I would probably walk back to where everyone's sitting and be like, all right, I have a feeling that this play might be a little unorthodox. There might be a reason it, it was hidden and I feel like the they, these birds may have to do with that reason. So maybe I, the, I have a feeling that if we start the play again, more bad things will happen. So be at the ready. I don't know what will happen. If birds will come back or if something else. I just have a bad feeling. And then I return to the side of the stage. Hearing this, Althmedeus, I mean, he's, he's very sensitive to like any criticism, uh, especially of the production that he's putting on, especially because he's had some some issues with it in like rehearsals that he just had not mentioned. Um, but yeah, like being being extra sensitive, he definitely his little satyr ears are attuned to anyone speaking negatively, and he's like, Stavros, my old, my old friend, I cannot believe you would say such hurtful things that I would cause any kind of trouble like this. You know me. I cause the least amount of trouble of anyone ever. Which you know is probably not true. Ah, uh, my friends, I don't believe that you ever intentionally cause any trouble. I think it finds you wherever you lay, and that this might be another case of the troubles. See, you understand. I, I cause no trouble. None. Whatsoever. And then he just goes right back to where we are. I would have gone back to my seat. Probably not like sat down and got cozy, but still like perturbed, but definitely went back like off the stage area. I would stand up from my seat and shout towards Theo that I have a, that I have the gift to speak with animals if I'm, if I can touch one. So we can, so they might help figure out what's going on. Pontmadeus is like, Look, I, I've asked you. How old are you? How old is your character? I don't know. Let's, let's put twenty-eight. Okay. Um. 
So, Antonios is just like, for almost three decades, I've been asking you to call me anything but Theo. I hate that name. I hate that name. It's a terrible name. It's the worst possible name. And you know this. But it sounds like you have a plan. And also, why are you shouting? There's no one else here. And I'm, I'm like 20 feet away from you. Well, I like the idea that Stavros has about um, continuing the play because my gift might be useful. And honestly, your name's kind of difficult to say. It was a gift for my birthday. Thank you. So I think before before he would start, Antmedeus is like, you, Harry person pointing at Nicholas. Yes. Come come here. Come come here. But I don't wanna. Lisa, your your friend is not being very helpful. I offered an extra ticket because we've been friends for so long, but I I think I think I might have to kick him out. Well, there ain't no point in doing all that. Okay, what do you want? Come here. I'm right in front of you. You are in your seat. You need to stand up and get on the stage. I know it's very scary. It's maybe your first time on stage, but thankfully there is a very small audience and it's only life or death. Fine. Okay, I get up on stage. And so, I mean, I'm gonna just like make him hold it. I'm gonna say all the lines, but like any of the lines that Nicholas would have to say, I just like dash over behind him and like do like a, a falsetto and start saying them like in this really high-pitched voice. And then I dash back over to my spot. Okay, so you do this and uh, the birds are very obviously coming back. Uh, everyone else? So Callista, Stavros, and Dara? Um, what would you like to do while this is occurring? I'm not sure I have anything that I can do. The only thing going through my head right now is... At first he was afraid of being petrified. How could how can he ever stand? And, uh, sorry. So that's going on. Uh, and but uh, Stavros, I would be um, kind of watching very closely to see where the birds were coming from and kind of getting ready in case I needed to, to step in, kind of creeping up toward the stage a little bit. Uh, they are coming from the northwest, but mostly north. So I have animal handling as a skill, and I want to see if I can figure out who they are, I don't know the word, like answering to, basically. Like if there's any indication of like, if they're following somebody's orders or something. Um, is there any way to do that without having to touch one of the birds? Yes, absolutely. If you get a really, really good perception rule, you could tell whenever they get... Perception? I got uh, 19 total. 
You can see that it seems to have like a little, like an ear tag, like they do with cows and like cattle. Um, but you can't quite tell what shape it is or, or anything or any of the markings on it. But there's definitely something there that isn't bird. Okay, I'll point that out to the rest of our group. See if anybody else can do anything with that information. Are they attacking? They are about to. Um, so since you guys are like prepped for them to attack uh, anyone who is not involved in performing the play should get like a surprise round. If you guys want to go first and then we'll roll initiative if we need to. Callista, Stavros, and Dara. Knew I should have stayed in my seat. Can I use my athletics to try to catch one? Is that appropriate? Uh, do you want to use animal handling? I had 12 plus 2, so that'd be 14. Okay. So what are you trying to do exactly? Catch one. How? With your arms? Oh my god, they're going to claw you and you're going to just don't watch out. <laughs> um... I need one to be alive and somewhat willing. <laughs> so I feel like if I try to attack it, it's not going to be necessarily useful to me. I'm going to try to catch it with my hands. I'm feeling ballsy. Uh, so, Anthmadeus probably would see you, like, having known each other. You know, we all grew up together aside from Nicholas. Um, probably has seen you do some similar things before, and it's like, I don't, I don't know exactly what you're trying to do here, but unless you want to end up like this poor stony fool here, I would really, really suggest you change your course of action. If I wanted to try to, like, use my rope and try to, like, lasso one down on its way by, what skill would that be? Animal handling? Ooh. Dirty 20. Okay, so, uh, you've lassoed a lot of birds in your day? I do it for fun. As an asimar, I'm familiar with wings. You know, it happens. And you managed to lasso one of these cockatrices. Nice. Um, does anybody have some cloth, uh, like a cloak or anything that we can wrap around it so that its claws are not accessible? <laughs> Oh yeah, I got a bag. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna make you roll again to put the bag on him because you got a twenty before. Um, that just seems senseless. So you you got him in a bag. He's lassoed. He's batting his wings. Can I get a better look at the tag? Yes, absolutely. So uh, it is actually a bronze goose, like a little. Little tag of a bronze goose. Is this uh, a tag that we are familiar with? If you would like to roll religion? Oh shit. That'd be a good one. Five. You don't know. Guys, the goose. But I have a live bird here if anybody needs uh, to talk to a bird. Calissa runs over to Dara and this 
wild bird and I'm going to attempt to um, use my beast beast sense and talk to it. Well, since they seem to have the bird in the bag, I will probably make a kind of a beeline for my friends on stage as a kind of precautionary (laughs) move to keep them from being attacked if they get to that point. Fontendeus is just going to say, everyone get back. I I need some room. And he just kind of does the the like actor thing where you like, like scene. So, I mean, I just need everyone to, I need to know that they're back because uh, he's not going to like hurt his friends or Nicholas. Thanks for throwing me in there. Yeah, I I back down the stage and head for my friends and the bagged bird. Yeah, I'll go hang around the bagged bird. Okay, so as soon as they are more than 30 feet away from me, I'm going to cast fear because you said the birds were around 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. Okay, so each creature in a 30-foot cone must succeed at a wisdom saving throw or it becomes frightened for the duration. And my spell save is DC 15. Okay, so nine out of 13 of them are going to be scared. Hell yeah. Hades, yeah. And they'll just immediately like flee back toward the direction they came from. So uh, I, I have a small request because it does say it conjures the creature's worst nightmare. Um, what what are these birds' worst nightmare? What what do I conjure? Like some of them will just have like a like goose shaped island. Then other ones will have pictures of uh, the goddess Nemesis, kind of like a rolly, like an image that flows into another image. Um, can I roll a religion check to see if I like would recognize the significance? Yes, absolutely. Cool. I rolled a 16, plus zero, so. Okay. Pretty pretty traditionally, Nemesis is associated with images of geese and bells. Like, she, that's just an image that she's associated with, and you could definitely make the correlation of that. That checks out. Geese are mean as fuck. Uh, the island you, you haven't seen before, but assume it has something to do with her. Hmm. So four are left. Um, still about to attack. And so here we will roll initiative as they encroach your personal space. Tara got a 21 for initiative. Nice. Got a dirty 20. 18. Rolled a 12. Okay, so it's a dirty 20. I guess that's what you call it. Okay, so Dara will go first. All right, so I'm going to go back over to where the actors are. And I'm going to use bolstering magic on Osmidos. Because it casts a spell, so I'm just assuming. Uh, For 10 minutes, you can add, roll a d3 whenever you make an attack roll or ability check and add that number to a d20 roll. A d3? What's a d3? You roll a d4 and don't use a 4. So that's for 10 minutes. 
And then I am going to prepare my weapon and rage and that's the end of my turn. And I have to roll on the wild magic for raging. It's a D8 effect. You roll on it every time you rage, you don't roll to see if it if it goes off or not. And I rolled a two. Oh shit, I teleport. <laughs> Up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Uh, so you choose where I go. We're gonna have you teleport inside the storage room. The forgotten storage room. Okay. That only Antimedeus knows about. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So I just teleported into a room and I have no idea where I am. Yeah, so so you're like in this dark, dusty room. Uh, do you have dark vision? Uh, I do, yes. It is filled with remnants of props from plays and bookcases falling apart. Uh, as if touching them would cause them to crumble into dust. They're filled with a bunch of ancient-looking scrolls that have been unused for quite some time. <clears throat> I rolled eight, but um, I have a question. What happened to the bird? Did I grab it earlier? What did you do with the bird, Dara? The bagged bird? I would have given it to... Yeah, to, to cast the Speak of the Animal spell, so... I did not have possession of the bag bird. Okay. So I will be in the process of trying to communicate with this bird at this point. I'm going to, I guess, try to communicate with this bird and see who exactly is controlling it, or if I can get anything out of it, or what their plan is, their mission. Yeah. It's not going to, like, be willing to give you all the information it knows, but it will be willing to, to speak to you. Uh, in an attempt to gain its freedom. So it, it, it'll, if you, if you let me out, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. You can, you, you can have what, what, the information you want. Just, just let me go. Would you be more willing if I offered you some snacks? What kind of snacks? Whatever snacks you want. I have all kinds of food in my pack. Would that make you more willing to speak with me? Do you have lettuce? I have bread. <gasps> oh, that makes me feel fat. But it is better than no snack. Is it flavored bread? It has nuts. <gasps> oh, you just sweetened the deal. I, I could give you a, a little bit of information for bread, but I could give you much more information for some lettuce. I do not have any lettuce, I'm sorry but I will take whatever information you're willing to give me for some bread. Bread first, then then, then, then information. Uh, if you want to get the information before you give him the bread, you could roll. Um, intimidation or persuasion? Can I do something to help, like to basically give the help action? Yeah. So, Antimadeus, he suddenly starts speaking cockatrice like he starts making these because they kind of look like chickens in the monster manual he just like starts making these chicken noises and Khaleesi you would understand since you have like the beast sense you can talk to animals you would understand what he's saying everybody else would just be like why the fuck is he making chicken noises and he's like birds are notorious lying bastards just go ahead and kill it they can't be trusted I'm going to offer the bird some bread and see what it tells me. Okay, so it is going to 
gobble the bread down and then say, uh, that, that's much better than the bread that the, 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 the lady nemesis has on her, on her island. Uh, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I guess that's your information. And then he gets kind of distracted by something shiny that's like, he thinks he sees inside the bag. It's literally just dust or like lint. Can I kill it? You can try. I'm honestly not too thrilled with the information they give me. He's given me because, or they have given me, because I've already pretty much known the information. So I'm irritated with it and I'm debating on killing it. Okay, okay. I will uh, attack it with my maul. I'm pretty sure the javelin would probably kill it. Okay. <clears throat> I thought you wanted to kill it. I know, but I'm 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 torn between mercy and murder. I don't know which one I want to do at the moment. It it's just a bird, though, you know. But it also harmed your co-star. So I'm gonna attack it um, with my maul. Okay. I have an an eight. So it, it's like, like fluttering and flitting around inside this bag and you try to stab it and you just manage to miss it every time. You, it's like whack-a-mole, but you're missing with this bird in a bag. Is it saying anything back to her as it's fluttering around in this bag? Hey, that bird, stop, stop. What, what are you doing? That does make it worse that I can hear it talk to me. Does anybody want this bird fire before I let it go? At this point, I'm irritated with it. Where are the other birds? They are inbound toward you. So they're still like 30 feet? Yes. And there's still four of them, right? But yeah, I'm just going to yell, companions and, well, most of my compatriots and uh, hairy, horny boy, avert your eyes. I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. Uh, two of them fail, for sure. What was your spell save? Uh, 15. Okay, so they're actually all going to fail. Hell yeah. Become entranced in this pattern. Yeah, they are charmed and incapacitated. They cannot move. Ooh, so are they up in the air? They are. How far up in the air? Probably about enough to take damage. Sweet. Yeah, because they they can't move anymore, so they're just going to take a dive. So uh, they fall from the, from the sky, and uh, three of them look like they just suffered like superficial wounds, um, minor stuff that isn't really a big deal. One of them, however, seems to have like broken a wing in its fall. And once again, in cockatrice, Montanales is just like, "It's what you get." You just hear my wing, <laughs> my wing. <laughs> it's what you get, you play ruining bastards. And then the, the other three are like, I don't know, I, I feel a little beat up, but I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, like birds. And he kind of mutters to himself like, yeah, you're fine now. Won't be for long. Ruin my play. I will head toward the bird. I, I can't really understand the words they're saying, but I have speech of beast and leaf. Like, so I can tell that it's in distress and like they're having 
they're having a go around over there. So I would like to try to intervene to see if I can get anything else out of this bird. But I'm an ecolist's help. So like Callista, let me give me a second, maybe I could calm it down. I I think this is a great tactic. Um so I wanna start singing <laughs> like um just kind of like just trying to soothe it. Like I just like kind of try to put my hands on it and like little bird kind of try to sing and soothe it it, it says uh like i it can understand me but i can't understand it like they understand the meaning of my words and i have advantage on charisma checks to kind of influence them so i'm trying to just soothe this bird maybe it will be a little bit more uh distracted and i can be like hey try to ask it more well i'm well i'm Deep in my heart, I couldn't deal with it being beaten in a bag. <laughs> like, at least let it free before we like we start to like, you know, actually fight it. Maybe if you soften it up a little bit, you might or distract it, you might get more out of it, like information-wise. So, <laughs> so I'm singing and like, come on, see if it see if it responds any better. I'm willing to translate. You'll handle it. Absolutely. So, what are you saying to it? calm down hey everything's gonna be all right you know some chill so you're singing in bob marley yeah and uh just you know chill chill out a little bit um hey the faster the more you tell us the, the the quicker we'll let you go and back to your island what was it called you know and i look to callista to see if he says anything <laughs> Do you have any any lettuce? He says, "Do you have any lettuce?" Oh no, but I I know where to find some. There's a deli just a block from here. You take me to lettuce. I take you to island. Yes, take me to the place like of your island. I'm still kind of singing. Inside the bag, it is effectively wearing a leash because it was lassoed. <gasps> Oh my goodness. So, if we let you out, will will you walk walk with us to get the lettuce and then show us the island? And then will we be more lettuce on the way? And I look at Callista. I'll I'll show you the island if you you give me lettuce. It is my favorite snack. It is such a delicacy and we we can't find it very, very much on the island. You know, it doesn't grow there. I, I, I I just can't tell you enough about lettuce. It's just so good. Lady Nemesis would be mad, but but it's worth it for some lettuce. Well, let us let us get moving. And I can I, can I like so um, Nicholas is there close. Yeah, like I probably like look back at them like on the dais and they're like, we gotta get this bird some lettuce. It's gonna take us to to the source of where these guys are coming from. Some place called an island of Nemesis. How fitting. I don't like that. Sounds foreboding. Anyway, I know a good place. It's a deli down the street. Let's get him some lettuce. Let's walk and talk. Antvideos is like, I I wouldn't consider Glycarium uh, a good deli, but, you know, if you want to get like a, a nice duck gyro, I could go for that, or like a, a chicken gyro. Ooh, ooh, good point, yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. But still, 
And he says all of this still in Cockatrice. <laughs> but I assume Kalitza has been translating this whole time, so like, just kind of rolls with it. Does she roll with it? Oh yeah, I'm still translating. Seamlessly. Fantastic. Where's... Where's Dara? Anybody see her? Oh yeah. Dara, Dara, Dara. Dara. Dara, you get out of here this instant. So, uh, since they're incapacitated, first one I literally just stab with my horns. <laughs> okay, I rolled <laughs> I rolled an 18 on that. Your horns are 1d6 plus your strength modifier. That'll be five. They have previously taken a bit of damage from a fall. So you, you ram into this bird and uh, you skewer it onto your horns uh, as if it was a snack for later. Uh, I'm gonna walk out of this room. I'm gonna walk out and say, listen, I do not like your soundproof room because I yelled and nobody can hear me. Uh, and then I'm gonna walk over and uh, whack at the other birds that are not dead yet. Uh, with my great axe. 14. That will hit. And just like, uh, because they're incapacitated, uh, treat it like a crit. Okay. Okay, so you managed to kill another one of these cockatrices. You can describe it if you would like. You don't have to. I'm just gonna whack its head off with my great axe. Perfect. Uh, nothing exciting. Just trying to make it as messy as possible, because now I hate these birds. Right, my second hit. Oh my god. Uh huh. Uh huh. A ten. That does not hit. Cool. It was an incapacitated bird on the ground I missed. That's cool. I'm sorry. Double raging now. The difference in elevation of the seats of the amphitheater just threw you off just enough. Right, right. It's the depth perception. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Um, Callista, we are back to you. I want to try to attack both of the birds so we can go ahead and leave because I'm, I'm tired of dealing with this and aggravated at this point. So I'm going to uh, attempt to attack the first bird, the non the non bagged bird, because I want it. 15. That'll hit. It'll hit? Yep. And uh, since you hit and it's incapacitated, go ahead and uh, roll like it's a crit. So you get double damage. So whatever the total is for that whole roll thing. Uh, Double it or just roll the double amount of dice. Either way you want to do it's fine with me. So that will be 14. Okay, so uh, you managed to kill this bird. I smashed its head in with my maw. Oh, before you before you attack the other one, Montmadeus is like, wait, wait, wait. Please, let me have the honor. Since they ruined my entire life. I mean, if you want to, sure. I was just trying to get it done so we can leave. 
absolutely. It would be my pleasure. And I just like walk over to it, pick it up by its, you know, little bird neck, and I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Yeah, so I like I pick it up by its scrawny little bird neck, and I'm like, you blasted little birds from Hades. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And he's just like crying a little bit, but like kind of turns away so nobody else can see it. And then just like poofs the bird. And uh, feathers go everywhere, all over the uh, the amphitheater. And like as as these feathers like burst, he just does a very dramatic bow as he like turns back, you know, stone face as if he was not just crying at all. Thank you so much for listening to Hammer of the Gods. It was such a pleasure to run this session. If you like the episode and want to see other content of ours, you can give us a follow and. You can also follow us on our socials, which we'll link down in the description so you can be in the know on all Hammer of the Gods content. Thank you. Are you a fellow dice dragon looking to add to their hoard? Are you never satisfied with the amount of dice you have? Athis Onassis here. If you're looking for great quality handmade dice, then we have a couple wonderful shops for you to check out. First is Critical Hit Creations. They have their own website. Also, Desired Effect Dice, who has an Etsy shop, and we'll have links to both in the description. These shops are 100% backed by Athena and have the Athis seal of approval. Alright, so uh, before we get started on anything, partially because, you know, I do want you to know about this, but also because they're uh, a partner of ours now. So yeah, it's a uh, Dravenwood. It's like Ravenwood, but with a D at the beginning. They make dice vaults, little storage things. They're super cool. They can hold up to five sets of standard sized dice or like some Chonky Boys, you know, because we love the Chonky Boys. And they've got a bunch of fantastic premium hardwood choices that honestly, like half of these I've not even heard of. So, sounds pretty exotic, pretty neat to me. Just followed him on TikTok. <laughs> nice. I didn't, actually, I don't even think I knew that they had a TikTok. <laughs> wow, you're a great spokesperson. I know, right? I, I mean, so, the really cool thing is, like, all of the dice vault lids can be used as, like, a rolling tray. Not a drug rolling tray, but maybe. And then they can either have, like, leather or faux leather. And the really, really cool thing that, like, eventually I need to get around to ordering a custom one for myself is they can do custom laser engraving on the outside but am i going to get a ham pod one absolutely ham pod <laughs> so yeah check them out at uh, dravenwood like i said a second ago that is like ravenwood with a d at the beginning dot uh, com and you can use code hampod15 to get a 15 percent off i don't know i forgot to ask maybe it's supposed to be hampod one and a half so you get one and a half percent off. <laughs> <laughs>